Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. To do with like keeping your mind, your body, and your soul pure, like the people you keep around you. Make sure that you. Um, I don't know how to like explain it, but like keeping thyself pure is making sure you seek the God, like the Lord's um, um, wisdom, like His guidance, and actually like carrying it out in your daily lives. And just, like, live a holy life that pleases God to me. Amen. I, I think before uh, I'll let Brother Ife uh, respond to that question, I think it's important we kind of break down this topic we're looking at, keep thyself pure. I want us to break it down into, like, three different segments. Purity of the mind, keeping our mind pure, keeping our soul pure, and keeping our body pure. So that way we will not just, um, I, I want us to kind of focus on each of these segments to explain uh, or to break down this topic. So Brother Ife, what does keeping your mind pure means to you? That's a big one. I know. It's a big one because it is something that, it is something that um, we can fall into a trap of impurity of mind unconsciously. Now we can do this by what we hear and what we see because they are the gates that guard our mind. Yes. So when, it, um, when we say keep your mind pure, it entails guarding what comes in and not just what comes in but what comes out because Jesus said it is not what goes into the body that defiles a man, right? It is what, what, what comes out of the body. So keeping your mind pure is essentially guarding what goes in and out of your mind. What you, what you listen to, what you see, see no evil, hear no evil, say no evil. That's, that's keeping your mind pure. Amen. Uh, Sister Esther, can, can you also describe what purity of the mind means to you? Okay, I believe that purity of the mind is cre constantly creating an atmosphere within yourself whereby um, you're constantly conscious of God watching you. Um, I think what has helped me is when I know that whatever I think that I don't even say or whatever I um, have around me, whether I'm at school or home or work or whatever, that I know that God can see it even if nobody else can. So having that consciousness that this thing, whatever it might be, however big or small, God can see it. And knowing that I want to, I'm trying to consecrate myself not just for the world to see, but onto God. So having that consciousness for me that whatever it is, God can see these thoughts before I before I um, actualize it. Yeah, um, has kind of helped me to watch what I think. Yeah. Amen. Uh, my next question for uh, Sister Taiwo. You know, this technology that we we have in our palm. And even when you're just minding your business, just like I said, something just pops up. So how do you think we can restrain her mind, even when we see these things? How do you think we can restrain her mind to, to think of, you know, 
something godly and pure only. I mean, we see these things, we cannot deny it. We see it. So how can we restrain our mind to dwell only on things that are godly and things that are pure, even when we see these things on the TV, on our phones, even in novels? Like I mentioned, sometimes we hear some things that we might be thinking we are listening to a Christian podcast, but sometimes you, you will be shocked at what you are hearing from those things. So how do we restrain our mind to think of things that are godly and pure only? Thank you, sir. Praise God. Um, when I was thinking about the topic, uh, keeping thyself pure, um, two or three things stuck out to me. Number one, um, keeping thyself pure means striving to live a life that reflects God. So we're reflecting God in our actions, our words, our thoughts, in all our doing, even in our relationship, relationship with families, relationship with friends, at our place of work. Like people can actually see that this is Taiwo. I can't say Taiwo, let's go to let's go out and drink. I can't say Taiwo. I can't see this word in front of Taiwo. I remember that it's saying at his, I don't know, I think he said it at his place of work, they know they can't say this to him because it's reflecting Christ. And then just to answer your question about technology, one thing that I think we can do is to be intentional. Intentional. Technology has come to stay. Like, I don't, with the way, I feel like social media, <coughs> excuse me, social media, Instagram, Facebook, they kind of, I think they have this thing to, that they used to monitor everybody. Like, they know things that they can give to you some things will pop up and you'll be like, even when I go online to go look for, like shop for something, and then I'm on Instagram, the same thing that I shop for, it's on my face. I'm like, yo. <laughs> so we need to be very intentional. Intentional about the media we listen to. Intentional about the song we listen to, the music we listen to. Be intentional about the kind of friends we hang out with. For a very long time, I don't have friends. Like, I kind of stick with me and my twin sister. I know it's not that, um, someone actually said, do you, you guys, do you guys um, separate, do you have friends? But for me personally, when I hang out with you and I see that your way is not the way of Christ, I won't, I don't want to. And then I think the thing is, yeah, be intentional. Be intentional about anything that you want to do. Anything that we are doing, the song, the friends, what we are watching on Netflix. I think mommy was talking about, I think it was on Thursday, it was, she was talking about how she managed the kids watching movies. Like she would go and watch the movie before saying, okay, you guys can go and watch it. Like we need to be very, very intentional. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, before I pose the question also to uh, Brian, uh, can we please uh, turn our Bible to uh, Philippians 4 verse 8? So, I mean, my question is still similar to um, what I asked. Uh, you know, Bible says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, 
Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So how do we train our mind to think on things that are pure holy? To refrain, just like I put the, the question from, like, just like we mentioned, we see all these things around us. So how do we train our mind to, you know, to be godly, to, to think to think of things that are pure and godly only. Hallelujah. Praise God. Just like um, Sister Taiwo said, it takes intentionality. At first, um, okay, so a couple of years ago, I used to struggle with lust, serious lust, and it was very bad. And I started to ask God to help me. I started to ask God to help me. And in the process of asking all those questions, I, I, I got exposed to a truth of all, if the moment you see that this thing is not in alignment with God's will, don't think about it twice. The second thought is what gets you trapped. As soon as you see it the first time, you take your eyes away and run as far as possible, as far and as fast. If you can disappear. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. If you can disappear, if you can vanish from that sin, vanish. Praise God. Because at the point where you, you, you take prolonged gaze at a thing you are not supposed to look at, that is just how it works. You would get hooked by it. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, uh, um, uh, can, can I not digress? Can you remind me of the question? <laughs> <laughs> so, how can we think of things that are pure? All to, right. To train our mind to think of the Yes, world. like I said initially, intentionality. Listen to good songs. If you can't do without Afrobeats, there is new gospel Afrobeat. Yes. Don't listen to the ones that glorify. You know what they glorify. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Praise God. Listen to um, um, edifying songs. Listen to messages. There are a lot of messages online. Go to YouTube. Good messages, please. There are some messages that are heresy. But listen to good messages by the help of the Holy Ghost, I must emphasize. By the help of the Holy Ghost. So when you want to do that, you ask for direction. Who would you have me listen to today? It would actually tell you. And it is not rocket science. It would tell you. You would, you would have that impression in your heart. And you would follow that direction. And you will see exactly what he wants you to see in that message. And at the point where you see it, you would know that you have seen it. Praise God. So, Amen. You know, I, I, I like that he gave an, uh, an example. Because I'm also thinking, I mean, it's not enough for us to just talk about how not to, mm. um, how, how not to think of uh, impure things or ungodly things. I want us to also, you know, give our responses for people who are falling into this trap. How they can, you know, get out of this. Uh, a man of God said, there is a reason why the scripture says, resist the devil and he will flee. And there is a reason why the scripture also says, flee from all appearances of evil. Right? So, just like he mentioned, giving the second thought about some things is what gets you into it. I remember one time I I was speaking with someone I know, you know, takes India him. Like, how did he get into it? 
And he said to me, just thank God that you never attempted it. He said it was just an attempt. And since then, he's been trapped. Like, he's been addicted into it. I pray God will help us this morning in the name of Jesus. Moving on, uh, my question to Sister Esther. Um, uh, the one on my right. <laughs> Sorry. What do you think, uh, or what does the um, purity of the soul? You know, remember we said we wanted to break this into three. Um, purity of the mind, purity of the soul, and purity of the body. What does purity of the soul mean to you? Purity of the soul. Or can we even distinguish between mind and soul first? I think the the mind encompasses, I mean, I could be wrong, but the mind encompasses of your thought processes and um, the decision factors. What I mean, what constitutes of your decisions? Um, I believe when he talks about the soul, we're made of body, soul, and spirit. So the soul is you, you as a personality, like you as an entity, as an individual. So I think when we're talking about purity, of the soul, we're talking about um, the importance of um, us taking the right steps. Sorry, I'm trying to dissect it in my mind while I'm trying to speak. It's not <laughs> beauty of the soul. Um, so, yeah, so uh, like when you as an individual is ensuring that, I think it's still kind of compassable about what everybody has said, but it's, it starts with a decision. So a decision to control what you, kind of what you see, what you hear, and I guess even what what you say. So one thing I've noticed at least about myself is what I see and what I hear affects what I say. So sometimes I might find myself saying something not necessarily because maybe it was said at home, but maybe in a show I was watching it was mentioned and it just came out of my mouth one day as an expression. So just ensuring when it comes to purity of your soul, you're controlling your environment in, um, generally and you can you cannot do that by your own might. You can only do it by the help and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Because um, there was a day recently, I was free, so I wanted to go on Instagram. And the Holy Spirit said, don't go. And I said, why? I mean, I have, I mean, I, I, I was free. So he said, don't go, and I didn't go. Now, eventually, when I was ready to go later in the day, I saw why he said, don't go. Um, and so it's just ensuring that when you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you're able to understand, like, okay, how to control your environment, when you can go online, when you can't, and kind of just protecting yourself. Because sometimes we might think that these instructions are too hard are too much, so you feel caged. But in all honesty, God is just trying to keep you from falling and he's trying to keep you from those distractions and keep you from those temptations that he knows he's still working with you through. So, yeah. That's all I have. Amen. I think, I think she, she said it. It's all about control. Intentionality of control. When it comes to purity of a substance, um, people who um, maybe they make metals, say this metal is 100% this, 100% iron, they have some things that they put, okay, this is iron, just iron, full metal. Praise God. So 
they control what they put in. And at the other side, we're, we're in, in God's own country where they have different types of iron. <laughs> Praise God if you understand what I'm saying. So they have different types of iron and there are some that is not 100% iron, but they can still sell it to you. You won't even know the difference. Praise God. So we know now that one is pure iron and one is iron mixed with tin, iron mixed with copper, iron mixed with whatever, brass, bronze. Praise God. And you might not be able to tell the difference. Praise God. Until maybe you test the structural integrity and it fails you. Hallelujah. So it is a, it is, it is a game of control. A believer must be in charge of all these factors, all these factors that constitute your decision-making, all these factors. Okay, for instance, um, when I was in university, there was this um, secular hip-hop rapper, a female, and she used to say something. I'm not going to say it so that you don't remember. But I remember that. <laughs> but I remember that all the all the all the ladies in the school just any little thing, any little. Praise God. And they were all saying it. Praise God. So they didn't have, of course, as believers, we should not listen to these songs. Now, it's bad that you are listening to the song and it is worse that you are influenced by it. Praise God. So it is a game of control, absolute control, which cannot be achieved by just your effort or just my effort, but by the help of God. So every morning when you wake up, you declare that your body is the sanctuary of the, of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So when you declare that and you have the consciousness that God is in me, praise God. I do it every, almost every day. I go to the mirror and I just stare at myself in the mirror. It might be very weird sometimes. But I stare at myself in the mirror. And to be quite frank and honest with you, sometimes it's like I'm not even seeing myself in the mirror again. I'm seeing beyond myself. So that gives a very vivid consciousness throughout my day that, okay, God is seeing what I'm, God is seeing through my eyes. He's seeing what I'm seeing. He's seeing what I'm looking at on my phone. Praise God. And I also know that God is not just in me. The same way God is seeing through me, God is seeing through other men. So if I decide to do something like this and take my eyes away, another man's eyes can still be on me. Praise God. So God is everywhere. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I mean, from, from what you both said, I, I think I understand that the soul is like the spiritual side of... Yeah, so it's like the spiritual uh, nature of a man. It's similar to the mind, but I think it controls like the spiritual part of us. So imagine if our, our soul is corrupted. I mean, we don't have a spiritual life. We don't at all. Please let's uh, technical. Please help us. Let's look at Second Timothy chapter two, verse twenty-two. Second Timothy two, verse. Yeah, it says, "Flee also youthful lust." He mentioned it, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. You know, this is what we've been discussing: a pure heart, a mind that is not filled with filthy things. It was even an example of iron containing something. I, I, I think in chemistry, if anything that is outside of that real element is called impurities, impurities. right? So the moment we have any impurities in our mind, then we are in trouble. 
Bible says if we have any iniquities in our mind, God will not even hear us. Amen. Amen. God will help us in Jesus' name. So let's go to the third part, uh, which is the purity of the body. So I'll start with Sister Esther on the, on the right. <laughs> uh, what does the purity of the body mean to you? Okay, um, to me, although like purity of the mind is like really serious and like purity of the soul is really serious, I feel like purity of the body is really, really important. Because sometimes you do stuff you don't even think about, but your body does it. That's why most times when, um, I, I feel like my mom says this sometimes, she's like, yeah, even though you don't think about it, in your actions, it, it, it happens. Like, you don't have to think before you do something sometimes. And sometimes you don't even think before you say something. So it's your body that's literally doing it. So I feel like when it comes to, like, purity of the body, it has to do, like, also with the people you surround yourself with, um, the things you hear, the things you um, say, uh, your friends. Like, purity of the body has to... It, it's really hard. It's something that you really have to train yourself, something you really have to, um, first of all, understand. Because sometimes you're like, okay, I'm not going to do this. You think about it in your head, but before you know, your body carries that action out. So according to my little knowledge, I would say um, purity of the body is actually, um, it has to do with like self-control. Like having to, um, I, don't, I don't really know how to explain yeah. it. Yeah. But like, yeah, it has to be like really like self-control and has to do with, you have to, be able to pray if you don't know how to pray and study the word of god you're not going to be able to control your body at all like it's something that even if you can purify your mind you come to church every day you clean your soul you clean your mind but when you get out your body's still going to do what it has to do like it's still going to carry out it's like you saying okay i'm not going to go on my like i'm going to go on my diet today like i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure uh, every year we have resolution. I'm going to make sure I exercise. I'm going to make sure I go on a diet. But then you realize on that day you wake up, you're like, okay, I'm supposed to go to the gym today. Your body, your your mind wants to, but your body's too tired. It's saying, no, I can't do this today. I'm tired. Let me just rest for five minutes. Five minutes turn into 10 minutes. 10 minutes turn into 20 minutes. You're like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow turns into next week. Then you find yourself in 2025 saying, I'll just try again. <laughs> So, like, it's something that you have to be, like, really, really, like, you something you have to pray about, something you really have to control yourself about, something you really have to ask God for guidance and understanding to be able to control because it's really, really hard to control the, the flesh. And just make sure your environment is really, really good. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Um, Sister Taiwo, I want to put the same question to you. What does the purity of the body mean? Praise God. Um, like Sister Esther said, oh my God, beauty of the body is oh, it's large. Very <laughs> deep. It's very deep. Um, a, a body is, um, it's like an um, health suit. Um, we do a lot of things with our body. We communicate with our body. We speak with our body. We see, we touch, we feel with our body. Um we must keep reminding ourselves that our body is a temple of God. You know, um, we can do, we can, we can use our body to do sinful things, but we can also use our body to glorify God. So if we understand that, um, 
our body is in terms of honoring God. Purity of the body, it's, it's comes with a lot of things. Avoiding fornication. Even in marriage, avoiding adultery. You know? And aside for talking about sinful stuff, physically as well, what kind of food are we eating? Right? Um, um, we must take care of our body. So, um, so when I think about beauty of the body, I think about a lot of things. I think about a lot of things. We must honor God with our body. Abstain away from. I kind of I love the word setting boundaries. Setting boundaries, you know, let people know that this is where you stand as a child of God. Like this is what I want to do. Setting boundaries. You know, always keep reminding this body is Christ in me, the hope of glory. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. You mentioned um, the uh, purity of the body has been really a huge topic, which I agree with you. And you already delved into a part, so I want us to focus on, on this part, which is the sexual purity. I mean, there are a lot of ways we can defile our body. Um, I don't think it's something we can all cover today. Um, because there is this, even about, like, what, what came to, one of those things that came to my mind is defiling our body with the substances that we take. Yeah. These days, a lot of youth are involved in drugs. Like, there are some, there are some drugs I even hear, like, I'm like, is this a word? <laughs> They say something colos, they say something this. And, and people are like taking it, but I, I don't want us to delve into that today because of our time. I want us to focus on sexual purity. And a lot of the time when this word is mentioned, people look certain way. They look at the youth only. And a lot of the time, not just the youth, they look at the ladies only. So my question to Sister Esther, before I put it to the audience, what, does, um, what is sexual purity and why is it important? Okay. Um, sexual purity, from, from what my little knowledge is, it's a, it starts again with a decision. A decision to keep yourself pure. Now, you're not keeping, so uh, I guess I'll start with the singles. You're not keeping yourself pure for your future spouse. You're keeping yourself, okay, for your future, future spouse alone. You're keeping yourself pure as your covenant unto God first. So it's not really a license to get husband or to get wife. It is a decision based off of your consecration to God to keep your body. Because the Bible says we are a living sacrifice. God will not behold iniquity, right? So if you are giving your body to God as living sacrifice, you're keeping yourself pure first for God. And so that's what I think it is. And then... Um, I guess by extension, maybe your future spouse, but it's first for yourself, for God, and then 
I guess for the other for the other person, um, and I believe that it's important because um, similar to what I said earlier, because it's a part of our consecration to God. And I heard somebody say one time like that that if you cannot discipline yourself as a single, and you think that marriage is going to cop it, then when a person gets married and they're not disciplined, it becomes worse. So um, it's important to for you to be able to have that personal discipline for yourself, knowing that this is my consecration to God. That's why it's important. But also building that capacity in this stage of your life so that whatever might happen in the future, you still have that within yourself to be able to respect yourself and um, respect your body even after marriage. Put our hands together for Jesus. Okay, um, when we're talking about sexual purity, um, the, the thing about it is that most people like to think when you talk about sexual purity, it only has to do with like you actually having like an affair with someone or you having an intercourse with someone. It doesn't have to be like physical. Although like the body, yes, is is one of the strongest things, like I said before. Like it's something that even if your soul and your mind doesn't carry out, your body, if you think about your body it's the one that does most of the sin for you. Talking your body, action your body, whatever you do, it's mostly your body. So like when you're talking about sexual purity, it's the combination of three of them, I think. Because like you think about it first, so it's in your mind, and then you start to contemplate it's in your soul, and then you carry it out. It's an action, so it's your body. So when you're talking about sexual, like, um, sexual purity, I'm not gonna say it's something that you actually have to do. Like you only thinking about it, that's sexual impurity. You actually like thinking about it saying, okay, maybe who am I looking for your victim? That's thinking, <laughs> that's thinking about it. That's sexual impurity. When you're actually carrying out, you don't have to, you don't have to actually do it for it to be sexual impurity. Like you only have to think about it. You only have to say it to someone. You only have to like, oh, contemplate it about it. You only have to like, oh, when would I do it? Like you, you don't even have to carry it out. It's already sexual impurity. So what you have to do is ask for the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Ask for the guidance of God that he should help you. Because you're just thinking about the flesh. It's not all about the flesh. It has to do with your mind too. So you have to, you have to like pray about it. You have to ask God to guide you. You have to actually study your mind. Well, you actually have to put it in your actions that, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And then when you do all of that, that's when your sexual purity starts to come in. You start to be pure. You don't have to like... Well, you don't have to like say, oh, I'm not going to have an intercourse with this person. You, you just have to ask for the guidance of the Holy Spirit to be able to not think about it or actually carry it out or contemplate about it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, still, on, still on the uh, sexual purity, I, I want to put this question to Brother uh, Because a lot of the time... Um, I, you know, questions we get from youth is, I mean, is it still a thing? That's what we call chastity, right? Chastity. Like, is it still a thing? And like I mentioned also, when you talk about it, a lot of people look towards the ladies alone. So as a, as a guy, as a, as a man, like, I just wanted to speak to it. Like, is, it, is this also for men, uh, for guys or for, for young guys? And why is it also important? Which I, okay, the, um, the word chastity, right? I think what, what the word means is keeping herself. It's, it's. 
said themself. You said herself. Themselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we only recognize. <laughs> we don't use those pronouns here, please. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh okay. Oh okay. Okay. Yo, I thought you were using that pronoun, which yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's about, you know, a male, a female. Those are the two that we recognize keeping themselves. But a lot of the time, like I mentioned, when this word is mentioned, when when it's being discussed, people look towards the ladies alone. They don't believe it's important for guys. So I'm asking, I'm putting it to Brian being a young uh, guy also, to you know share with us if this is also important uh, for, for guys and why. Praise God. It is equally um, important for both parties to maintain chastity and i tell you something. <laughs> so it happens that when chastity is not maintained, the human involved lives a fragmented life eventually. Praise God. So, somebody comes, maybe you, the person has an affair with this person, has an affair with this person, has an affair with this person. You, it, it, it results in a mess up of the mind. So then, the person can't think straight. Be it as it may, the thought, the thought faculty is messed up. Praise God. Because you are having memories of this person. You are having memories of this person. You are having memories of another person. Now, when it is time for you to progress to the final stage of settlement, that is marriage, till death to you part. Praise God. Praise God now. Uh -huh. uh -uh. <laughs> when it is time to progress to that point, and you are with your spouse finally, those memories are not going to leave you. They are stuck with you. So, so God said we should maintain chastity, not just because um, of the maybe health or covenant, for our mental sanity. Praise God. So you then see some, some men very disorganized in the workplace, wondering why they are disorganized. You see some women very disorganized, sometimes not even able to recollect things. They have some of, it's, it's like, we call it in, in, in phones, we have cash memory. It is dear already. Praise God. So it is important for both parties to maintain chastity. And for those of us that are not chaste, it is not too late to start. Praise God. I hope, ah, the hallelujah is good now. Praise God. For those of us who are not chaste, it is, it is important that we consider it and start. There's, 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 there's never a late time to start. So you can start from where you are right now and make that decision to live a chaste life. So it is not just for male or female. Nah, it is, that's, that's a cultural, it's a cultural, um, Cultural hoo-ha. I'm looking for the... <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. One, one quick question I want to ask before I go to the audience uh, is, then I, I know as individual, right, 
um, just I think you mentioned something like people asking you, do you even have friends at all? I just want to ask, how do you deal with people making fun of you based on your decision to live an holy life? You know, live, living a life that pleases God. Your friends at work, at school, they tell you, you are old school. Or sometimes even tell you you are too boring. Or tell you there's a lot to enjoy in life. You are not enjoying life. So how do you deal with this type of, um, you know, comment from people, uh, Sister Taiwo? Praise God. Hallelujah. That actually happened to me. Um, I remember when I was in high school, um, secondary school in Nigeria. Um, me and Kenny, we had um, this group of friends. Like we have house fellowship in school. And then we have, we're all ladies, no boys. And then we kind of said, this is what we want to do. No boyfriend, no girlfriend, stay focused on Christ. And then, you know, we do things together, sing, praise God. And even our teachers knows, like when it's house fellowship time or this, they call us. And then little by little, you know, friends, somebody started going off their route. And then they it was as if you guys are too spirit, Coco, like, what is your issue, this and that. And one thing that I had was confidence. I am confident in the God I serve. I, am, I have confidence in the decision that I made. It's not shaky. Like, and you can't intimidate me. This is what I want to do. I will stand firm. Because I know where I am going to. So I believe confidence as well in your decision. Confidence in Christ. And number two, setting boundaries. I think that's one of the issues. Setting boundaries is, is a large topic. Setting boundaries. It doesn't mean you eat them or you feel like, I pray for them. I pray God change their mind. But... I set my boundaries. Like if we are going out together, like let's, I am not. I'm going home. Like so, having confidence in your decision and setting boundaries. I believe that will help. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, one thing I have to say about that, mostly in our generation now, one of the things, like the topic we just dis uh, discussed about is keeping yourself. That's one of the things that's really, really popular in like our generation, the Gen Z. So like when you when you go out and then you meet, like maybe you want to have a friend or something, the first question most people ask you is how many bodies do you have? At first when people asked me that, I, was ta I, I thought they were asking me how many people have you killed? I'm like, I haven't <laughs> killed anybody, I promise you. And they're like, no, how many people like bodies? And you hear, nowadays I hear people saying 15, 26. I'm like, oh my goodness. I remember talking to my little sister. I'm like, this dude just told me he has 26 bodies. And he was so proud about it. So when I look at people and they're like, oh, how many bodies do you have? And I tell them zero. They're like, what, what do you mean zero? Like they start laughing about, they, they laugh about it. And then I remember my mom said one thing one day, my cousin just got married to a girl that's my age. And my, my mom's like, look at you. People are having boyfriends, having husbands, fiancés, and you're still here, no one. I keep telling her, I keep telling her. <laughs> she knows I was gonna say it anyways. But like, 
I keep telling her it's because the right person isn't here yet. Because my brother keeps telling me, he's like, Esther, you, you're so picky. I'm like, I'm not picky. I'm just, I'm just saying common sense. Like when I ask them and they say, oh, I have 26. My sister calls this the ick. Um, when they say 26, I'm like, my sister's like, why are you making that face? I'm like, it's my ick. I, I can't do people that have like too much bodies. And it's something that people of our generations like, make fun of you about I don't know why so like she said it's something you have to be confident about it's something you have to create boundaries about it's something that you also have to have faith in God about like don't 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 make it like something that makes you insecure don't it's not something you should be insecure about if it's something that's actually true like something that God is actually directing you about have faith in him that oh okay this is what I believe in and this is what is going to work for me so yeah, that's what I have to say about it. Thank you. I, I'm just going to hack study for three more minutes and uh, would would round off, sir. Yes, <laughs> go ahead. Praise God. So when, when I think of that, what comes to my mind is, do you know where you are going to? If you know where you are going to and you are sure of where you are going to, that is the first one. There are two things, though. You know where you are going to, you are sure of where you are going to, you would stand by your decisions. Number two, they that know their God. Hallelujah. Can you echo that with me? They that know their, their God, God shall be strong. Hallelujah. Those two things will help you. When people make jest of you, know where you are going to and know your God. Um, I think another thing for me is the Bible says you are the light of the world, meaning the world is dark and you're supposed to be different. You bring the light into this world of darkness. And I, I agree with my good sis. I don't understand why your heart will be broken 15 times, kilo shelle. Like, what happened? I don't, I don't get it, man. But like the point, my point is, if you stay focused on God, and the Bible says that um, if we seek the Lord, every other thing will be added unto us. And that involves your goals, your visions, your aspirations, everything, right? So when you're focused on God, when you're focused on the thing, you can't see anybody else. You can't, your, your focus is on that one thing. You can't really focus on what else is being said. You can hear it as a whisper, but your attention isn't given to that thing. So once you understand that I am doing what God has asked me to do, and you stay focused on him, then you know that every other thing that you need on this journey of life, he'll grant unto you. Amen. Amen. Technica, please help us in uh, conclusion. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 9. I will leave us with this word. Um, you know, for many of us as youth, you know, when people say you are old school, you are not enjoying life, you, you are not having fun, um, the Bible says, rejoice, O young man. I would add a woman to it. So in thy youth, and let the heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thy heart, and in the sight of thy eyes. I mean, God is not saying we should not you know, have a good life. Uh, I remember the scripture says, I wish for you above all things, that you prosper and be in health, even as you're so prosperous. But just note the last uh, part of that scripture. It says, but no doubt that all these things, all this fun, all this enjoyment, all this good time, all this, you know, it's our time. Know that all these things, God will bring thee into judgment. 
So I'll leave us with this thought. Whatever we want to do, let's do it with the fear of God in mind. Whatsoever fun, whatsoever enjoyment we want to enjoy as youth, let's know that all these things God will bring to, into judgment. Let's bow our heads for prayer. I want us to pray this morning to God that God will help us you know, to think about things that are pure only. That the Holy Spirit of God will help us for those of us that we know we are weak. We know we cannot restrain our mind from, uh, you know, things that are not uh, that are not godly. We know we can. Uh, I mean, things that are ungodly, we can't just re restrain our mind. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can do it. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit of God will help us in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.